Ja. <laughs> His heart's with us. I gotta say, I, I was as I was watching you guys and giving thought to this and used to when I was younger I and I still would love for everybody to be at every service I mean that's just my heart but I understand it doesn't always happen and I just I appreciate you guys being here it's not easy being here at seven o'clock on a Wednesday uh, for a service and matter of fact my wife and I had to get out of our recliner uh, might have had a short snooze before we come, and uh, and and the older I get, the more I understand what what a commitment it is uh, for some of you guys. And then you the working all the time, and I just uh, appreciate you being here, and I always want it to be valuable. And um, and prayer time is, uh, I, I believe that that has become. One, well, I know it's one of the reasons the, the strength of our church has been the prayer life of our people. And uh, with prayer comes power. And I appreciate that. And I always want to give you something from God's word that you can chew on uh, when you go home. And so I, I hope it's always that. I hope it's always something that you can, uh, even if you're tired, that you come and you can leave here and uh, be encouraged. You you are an encouragement to me, and I appreciate you guys being here. And uh, I know that the Lord will bless you for that. So we're in Ephesians chapter 3. <clears throat> we looked at the mystery of God's grace in the first six verses, and talking about many of these spiritual blessings that he started talking about all the way back in chapter 1 and the mystery of God's grace, and then we've gotten now into verses 7 through the rest of the chapter, 7 through 21, we see the ministry of God's grace. So uh, what, what do we do with it? And <clears throat> so we started last week, we looked at verses 7, uh, 7 and 8, and uh, tells us, whereof I was made a minister, according to the gift of the grace of God, given unto me by the effectual working of his power unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ <clears throat> isn't it isn't it a, a, a satisfying uh, knowledge that we we are the heirs and the recipients of Christ's unsearchable riches and doesn't matter how uh, how um, things go in, in this lifetime and whether we have good things going on, bad things, challenges, uh, whatever, we, we can always rest in the knowledge that we have the unsearchable riches of Christ at our disposal. And, and I hope that that can always be an encouragement to us even throughout whatever comes. Well, now he goes on, <clears throat> and so dealing with those unsearchable riches of Christ, and those unsearchable riches, many of them he has given to us here in this first part of 
of Ephesians. And uh, now he gives us uh, some more of the, the purpose for us and, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the ministry. And so if we're, we're going to see this, then God needs to illuminate people and make it clear and reveal to, to all what is the fellowship of the ministry and uh, or the of the mystery and uh, the the communion the the close relationship that one has with Jesus and that that is what he is revealing and that's what he wants everyone to know that as born again believers that we have a sweet communion with Jesus Christ and not only do we have a sweet communion and fellowship with Jesus but it also brings a unity with Jews and Gentiles and everybody in between uh, and, and gives us a unity together that only Christ can do that. And, and uh, that's what we have in a church family, and, and that's the big part of this mystery that he's talking about so that uh, people can see the, the fellowship of the, of, of the uh, mystery. And so Paul wanted them to understand the relationship of uh, that uh, believers have with God the Father through Jesus and uh, help them understand the uh, and see the unsearchable riches which were hid in God from the uh, beginning of the world and to understand God's power and to experience the manifold wisdom of God and all of those things and and Paul had taught them about God and his word and and uh, it's the same thing that we ought to be doing today. This is, these are our marching orders that we have in front of us and things that we ought to be doing. And so uh, the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God. And uh, so now the, the mystery that we're seeing from the beginning, it was in God's mind from eternity. And, and that's the amazing thing in, in God's thoughts. And uh, before the creation of the world, God had the entire plan laid out in, in what he was going to do and, and had that all thought out before he even created Adam and Eve. That's a, amazing to think about the, the knowledge of our God. In Colossians 1 and verse 25, it, uh, Paul writing to the Colossians, he said, "'Whereof I am made a minister,' according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. And even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. So the, the dispensation that, that we are in now, the church age, you might call it, uh, we, we have the, the, the same responsibility, this mystery that had been hidden, is now being revealed, and we're the ones that need to be bringing it out. And it's manifest to his saints, to whom God would have made make, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus, whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. And so what's the goal? What, what is the goal for all of us as believers? To tell people about Jesus 
and to, to present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. By that, having a perfect faith, a mature faith, and so leading one to Christ and then helping them to grow and to uh, show them in the scripture what, what we ought to be doing, what we ought not to be doing, and how to conduct our lives and how to handle situations that 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 come up and that we have to deal with and and so <clears throat> all of these are given to us and then he goes on and he says which from the beginning of the world hath been hidden God who created all things by Jesus Christ so we see the power and knowledge of God and and we as uh, as Paul need to share God's word with others to help them see the mystery of the gospel, to let them see uh, some of these unsearchable riches and his power and his grace and, and uh, how they all come from God the Father and, and through Christ Jesus. There in Colossians where we were at earlier on in, in uh, chapter 1, verse 16 through 18, it says, talking about Jesus, and Jesus was very much involved in the creation, for by him were all things created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, talking about Jesus, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence, and uh, so here, this is all. This is new to the uh, the Jews. This was new to the Gentiles at this time, and and Paul is saying, "Look, it is our responsibility to get the word out and tell them who Jesus is, and and show them some of these wonderful blessings that that God has given, and reveal this mystery to all." Well. The same thing that they were told to do then in the book of Ephesus are the very same things that we ought to be doing today. And this is still living on today, and, and we need to be doing these things. And, and so then he goes further in verse 10. To the intent that, for the purpose that, in order that. So he's showing purpose here in, in what we ought to do. Now under the principalities and powers in heavenly places, might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. We even teach the angels. Isn't that amazing? The, the angels, it says that in, in uh, 1 Peter, I believe, I didn't write it down, but I believe it's in 1 Peter where, where the Old Testament prophets weren't sure of everything that they were writing and, and, and uh, even about the Messiah. And even the angels are probing this the atonement and trying to understand those things and and by us living and, and applying the unsearchable riches to our lives and the power of God and 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 uh, allowing all of those things to uh, uh, be seen through us I, I wrote some of them down that how Jesus triumphed over sin how 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 heaven's best was given for earth's worst and how he redeemed the enemies by the cross how he conquered evil with love, how he prepared a bride that uh, the groom is going to come and take and uh, to, to see all the spiritual blessings, to see that Christ is enthroned and Satan is defeated. And, and by us living in according to the word of God and applying these things to our lives and, and sharing them with others, 
while we are sharing those to those here on earth, the angels are also listening and paying attention, and we are actually teaching them. That's amazing, isn't it? I mean, to think about how, how they are watching the church, and they are watching the people, and by what we are doing, they are learning who God is by the way that he is treating us and leading us and guiding us and how powerful it is that so the purpose now under the that when you see the word principalities powers uh uh in 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 ephesians 6 we'll get into it again it's always talking about the heavenly it's talking about the angelic uh, uh realm and and so uh in this passage and in the uh, others I'll point them out later. So, but the principalities and powers in heavenly places that stating that it's the spirit spirit world might be known or revealed or made known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. When we think about manifold, then it has the idea of very many-sided, a great variety. It's the only place this word is used in the New Testament and it's used to describe the wisdom of God because that, that can't describe anything. There's nothing comparable to the, the wisdom of God. And so here, the only time this word is used. And so the angels, by studying the lives of the believers, are able to understand the wisdom and grace of God. You think about the wisdom, the the, the process of the church growing with, with Jews and Gentiles, and, and it reveals that wisdom to, uh, to the angels. And, and it's still being revealed to the world and to the angels in a way uh, which he's working through the church. Remember, we saw it back in Ephesians chapter 1, and it tells us in have, verse 22, And hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. And that's still taking place today. And over in, in uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, and it tells us in verse 12, it, it says, here's, here's the verse that I was mentioning earlier. Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. And so here we, we see that in uh, living in this way that we're not only teaching the world, but the angels are watching and they're being taught also. And then he makes this exclamation in verse 11 in a statement. He says, according to the eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. It was his eternal purpose, that which was before time, the, the before the ages. And, and what is it that he purposed in Christ Jesus? So you think about it, without Christ, there is no ministry or mystery. Without Christ, we have no purpose. Without Christ, no one can see the wisdom of God. And it was all purposed, and, and it was done in eternity. And, and uh, we see the will of God. Uh, being presented and, and so according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord and then he goes on to describe Jesus in whom and so it's in Christ Jesus we have boldness it's he that has said that I would never leave you comfortless and so 
he gives us the Holy Spirit of God and and it's through Jesus Christ and what he has done and the example that he showed us and how he bravely went to the cross and died on the cross and rose again from the dead and showed us showed us that death has no hold on any of us and and so we will forever be alive with him and so because of that then we ought to have boldness in this crazy day we ought to be uh, telling people uh, about Jesus we ought to have courage and confidence and fearlessness when it comes to telling people about who Jesus is in Hebrews chapter 10 it says in in uh, verse 35 through the rest of the chapter uh, cast not away therefore your confidence which hath great recompense of reward for you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God you might receive the promise for yet a little while and he that shall come will come and will not tarry now the just shall live by faith but if any man draw back my soul shall have no pleasure in him but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition but of them that believe to the saving of the soul you see god gives us a grace and he and he gives us grace to uh, uh, give us the words to say that we can have boldness in, in a time when others are trying to keep us quiet it's then that we need to be bold and courageous and continue to tell people the truth wicked is out there evil is being promoted everywhere we have some lady that's running for governor of South Carolina that, that came out today or yesterday and said that one way that we can help inflation is by having more abortions. Now, how in the world does that make any sense? And, and so you're worried about buying gas because you're pregnant. And so cure the problem. And uh, the, 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 the viciousness of our world today and and the things that are going on and now is not the time to shirk our duties as believers now is not the time to be quiet now is not the time to 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 step back and and let evil have the have have the floor and and uh, take over everything keep standing and keep telling people about Jesus and be loving and kind but also be firm and be bold and be courageous and don't back down. I mean, we need to have that kind of backbone in our world today and in our churches today and, and quit, quit holding hands with the world and, and uh, start standing up and have boldness and not only boldness, but access. You know what access is? When, when you have access to someone, you, you can approach them at any time, Right? I mean, we ought to be able to. Remember, we were there in, in uh, uh, Hebrews earlier, uh, but Hebrews in chapter 4 says in verse 15, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Not only shall we be bold in, in standing up for what's right, but be bold in coming to God because we have access to him and approach to him now through who Jesus has, what he's done for us. And so live that way. Don't live defeated. Don't live in shame. Don't, don't live in, in coward in, in some hole somewhere. Get up, stand up, and, and, and be bold and understand you have the direct access straight to your Father who can help you in all things. 
Oh, how we need that. And, and we need to understand that in whom we have boldness and access with confidence. Confidence to the point where you have a complete trust in him and, and, and you're going to walk with him. And no matter what comes, it's okay. We'll be okay. We just keep walking with him. And we have total confidence that he will do what he says he will do. And, and it's a complete trust in him that comes through walking with Christ the closer you get to Christ the the more you're going to understand the access that you have to the father and draw on his strength to help you give you wisdom and words to say when you need to say them to, to keep you calm thinking and in those times where you need to be calm and make sound decisions and and he's right there with you and and he'll guide you and direct you and and, and you can be bold and you can be confident that he'll do those things and as we're doing that, the angels are watching, and the world is watching, and, and we have no idea who, through our testimony, we might reach, and so let us just continue to be faithful. Let us continue to stand in who God is and our faith in Him, and don't shirk from that. Don't be ashamed of that. Don't be embarrassed by that. But rather, you just continue to stand. And then he says, he tells us, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. And, and, and so now, because of our faith, this is what, this is, in, in exegeting this out, it's interesting. Because of, because of the faith of him, because of our faith, he produces, okay? What does he produce? Boldness, access, and confidence. So he rewards you with faith. And what does he reward you with? Boldness, access, and confidence. The closer you walk with him, the more faith that you have in him, in, in maturity, and not leaning on the world, not leaning on your own devices, not leaning on your own thoughts, but rather a complete trust in him, the more you do that, the bolder you are, the more confident you are, and the access is available at any moment. That's the power of God, and that's how he blesses us. And, and so, wherefore, I better quit. We'll, we'll start in verse 13 uh, uh, next time, but how powerful is this? What a good book that we have. He has been showing us all, all the way up to this the beautiful salvation that we have in Christ and how good he is to save us. And now we're starting to see somewhat of the transition uh, of how, how we ought to be doing and carrying out our faith. And we're going to see the, the practical, practical applications of that coming in, in chapter 4. So uh, let's pray and we'll be dismissed tonight. Father, we thank you for your word. And I pray, Father, that your blessings will be on us. Now, Lord, you will use us and guide us and direct us, Lord. And thank you, Lord, for your word. Give us boldness. Let us understand the access that we have and walk in confidence with you. Lord, we love you. Pray your blessings on each one who's here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys.